0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss. In business, you rarely hear the expression "for life." You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's a there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken One Hundred and Eighty Weight Loss. I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them.
1: G. Marshall. There are those who tell us not to look a gift horse in the mouth. Accept and be happy to receive. Don't question the gift or the giver. Good advice at times, unless, of course, you're not sure you want to receive in the first place. If the gift horse is the kind who may kick down your stable, you might do well to think twice before accepting I have your briefcase, Mr. Sloan. You left it in my taxi
2: yesterday, remember? I thought you might appreciate... Briefcase? I, uh... I didn't lose any briefcase. I don't know what you're talking about. But I know this is your briefcase. You were carrying it along with your squash racket, and you left it in the back seat of my cab. Look, you got the wrong man, mister. Our mystery
1: drama, The Briefcase Blunder was written especially for the mystery theatre by Karen Thorson and stars Paul Hecht and Anne Williams. It is sponsored in part by X and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly Taxicabs can be lonely places solitude on wheels. A curious throne with the world on the other side of your windows and strangers staring down the back of your neck. Conversations are half-hearted at best, with eye contact that most human of exchanges relegated to chance glances in a smudged rearview mirror, and with money passed gingerly between driver and passenger, the only true constant, a potentially dangerous constant... At least so it was for Harry Owens. He drove a taxi and tried to encourage big tippers. Until one day when the tip turned out to be more than he bargained for. All
2: uh, right, driver, this will be fine. I'll get out of the light. Okay, as you like, sir. Uh, that's uh, 295. 295? 295. Uh, see. us uh, Can you change a 10? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, just give me 650. Okay, okay. It's uh, 234... Five, six. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, thanks to you, too, buddy. For some people. Hey. Hey, hey mister. Mister, your briefcase. You, you've left your... Hey, mister. Where the devil did that guy go. Gee. Everybody's in such a hurry. Yeah, let's see. No address tag. Maybe inside. Holy maloney. Ooh, solid greenbacks. There's no address in here. She talk about striking a jackpot. Ooh, wee, I gotta call Molly. Hey, Molly, guess what? No, 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 nothing's wrong. Everything's all right. Hey, you know that vacation you wanted? Okay, well, pack your bags, Molly. We're off. I am serious. We're rich, Molly. I mean, rich. Yeah, neat little packets of $10 bills rich. Look, don't ask anymore. I'm on my way home. You'll understand when I get there. Bye, baby. Oh, boy. Paris, here we come. Molly? Molly, I'm home.
3: Harry? Now, what is this? What hey, are just, this... just
2: look here, Molly. Look at this. Harry! Yeah, that's a trip to Paris and a new taxi cab of my own. (laughs) I'll start my own fleet. I I don't understand. There's not much to understand. I found it on the back seat of the cab. No address, no nothing. We are meant to have this, Molly.
3: Meant to have it? Yep.
2: Oh, but, Harry, people don't just go
3: around leaving briefcases full of money. There must be more to it than that. What
2: more do you want? I had a passenger. He got out in a rush. He left a briefcase behind. I called after him. He was lost in the crowd.
3: Now, Harry, that's not like you. You've tracked people down to return things before. What was the man's destination?
2: He didn't have one. Now, what I mean is, he just got out at the light. He'd asked to go to 400 Park, but he got out near Grand Central Station and I picked him up down on 19th Street, nowhere specific. So how do I trace him? He didn't talk much, he didn't even say thank you. He just ran off into the crowd with his squash racket and left us the briefcase. Squash racket? Yeah, I guess with that in his hand, he didn't miss carrying the briefcase. You know, no, when... You...
3: Wait a minute now. If he had a squash racket, he must have been paying squash. Well, let's look in the yellow pages. Maybe there's a squash court down on 19th Street. Molly! Now, here we go. Uh, right, uh, squash. Uh, Where, on, Molly. Squash court. Uh, oh, look, look, Harry. A tennis and squash club right on 19th Street. You must try and find him. Molly! Well, I'm surprised at you, Harry. You've never done a dishonest thing in your life. This money isn't ours and you know it. Now, if you return it, there's probably a reward. From the looks of it, there's enough there for a crowd.
2: Yeah, that's just what I mean. It's a fortune landed right in our laps. All our dreams. Just count it, Molly. Think of all... I
3: wouldn't touch the stuff. It's not ours to count. Now, I don't want to hear another word until you've done everything in your power to give that man back his money. Now, go to the squash club on your lunch break tomorrow. Oh, do it, Harry. You'll feel a lot better inside when you've done it. You know you will.
2: sorry, sir, but that's against club regulations. We do have someone who might fit that description, but uh, I'm not allowed to give out members' names. You'd have to leave the briefcase with me, and I'll find out if anyone claims it myself. Hey, uh, look, uh, you can't have that many members with uh, heavy eyebrows and a mole on the left cheek. Come on, let me see the guy. I'll know right away if it's him. I know faces. All I do every day is look at strange faces. I'll put this briefcase in the hands of its owner... And nowhere else. But this is highly irregular. You can't just... Oh, all right, I suppose this is an exceptional situation. And you have come all this way. Right. Uh, here, come along with me. We'll go into the squash courts. The gentleman you describe happens to be here right now. You can take a look and see if he's the right one. Third court, Third court. down on your left. Those two men over Yeah, Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, that, that's the man. That's him. I thought it might be. Well, uh wait while they finish this volley. There. Uh, Mr. Sloan, excuse me, sir, there's someone to see you about something you left in the taxicab. cab. Mr. Amos, I can't hear you. Uh, I, I have your briefcase, Mr. Sloan. Uh, you left it in my taxi cab yesterday, remember? I, I thought you might appreciate it. Briefcase? I don't know. I didn't lose any briefcase. I don't know what you're talking about. But but, but this is your briefcase. You were carrying it along with your squash racket. Uh, You left it in the back seat of my cab. Look, if you found a briefcase, then turn it into your cab company. They have a lost and found. You got the wrong man, mister. Come on, Frank. Let's finish the game. Well, I've done what I can for you. There's no one else here who could fit your description. But that was my passenger. I'd know him anywhere. (laughs) Molly, it's ours.
3: What's ours? What are you doing home at this hour again? Oh, no, Harry, you've still got that. I
2: got it because the man wouldn't take it. I found it. Sloane, his name, is right at the squash club. And when I tried to give him the briefcase, he refused to take it.
3: Refused it? But why? Well, you must have had the
2: wrong man. No, Molly, I know it was him. You know I never forget a face. And he knew who I was. I could see it in his eyes. He was livid. As if, as if somehow I'd insulted him, to, uh, trying to return it. He practically had me thrown out of the club. But it just doesn't make sense. Never mind what makes sense, Molly. He didn't want it. And now it is ours, conscience-free and clear.
3: Well, if he didn't want it, then he must have a reason. Oh, Harry, I don't like this. Why would anyone carry around that much cash in a briefcase anyway? Now, it has to be something illegal.
2: Illegal or not, there's no way we'll ever find out. Well, I want you to go to the police. What? The police, they won't know any more than we do. They, they, they couldn't possibly solve this, especially when the owner himself denies that it's his. Why should they have the money? We found it, and we need it more than they do. Well, what if
3: the bills are marked?
2: Marked? <laughs> you mean that... Well, now, listen. These bills may be no good
3: at all. It may be a plant. Oh, Harry, I think we should go to the police. But if you don't, I will.
2: Uh, I want to see the uh, commanding officer, please. It's a matter of utmost importance. I, I won't see anyone else. Lieutenant Bender's a busy man. He hasn't yeah, any I assure time for... you he'll have time for me now. No, Here, uh, yeah, uh, look at this. What the? Where'd all that money come from? Well, if you'll get me to Lieutenant Bender, I'll tell him and no one else.
1: Lieutenant Bender will see you now. I'll be down
2: the hall if you need anything, Lieutenant. Well, now, sir, it seems to be all the urgency. Say, haven't I seen you... You're Frank, the other guy on the squash court. Frank Bender, that's right. I'm the lieutenant in charge here. So you're the cab driver who broke in on our game. What are you doing here? Well, I'm returning the the, the briefcase. I I mean, uh, someone left it in the back of my cab. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, The thing is... uh, well, here, look. It's uh, its full of money. Look. Well, indeed it is. A real bundle, it looks like. You no. Know. maybe you'd better begin your story all over again, from the beginning. I told you, Lieutenant, someone left this in the back of my cab. Well, what were you doing at the tennis and squash club? Trying to return it. You see, I, I, I picked up this uh, passenger there. I thought maybe it was his briefcase. But I must have been mistaken. It wasn't his. You saw for yourself. So I did. Although I had my mind more on the squash game than on any lost briefcase. Sloan didn't seem to give it any importance. Well, I obviously had the wrong man. Anyway, all of this money, I thought I'd better turn it over to someone responsible. <laughs> I never expected to find you here. <laughs> Nor I you. Yeah, but now that you have the briefcase, sir Lieutenant, can I go please? I, uh, I just wanted to turn it in. <laughs> the police seemed better than the cab company with so much money and all, but... I uh, ha- I have to get back to my job. Hold on a minute. Wait a minute. We don't even know your name. Uh, H- Harry, uh, Lieutenant Harry Owens. Uh, the officer outside has all the information. I really have to go. I'll, I'll be in trouble with my boss. All right. We'll be in touch with you if we have any more questions. Questions? I, I told you all I know. Everything. Well, oh, there shouldn't be any problem, should there, Harry? Uh, no, sir. Well, thank you. Goodbye. that you, Harry? I am all... Well, here we are, back in the poorhouse.
3: You turned it in then? Yeah,
2: I turned it in. (laughs) It's funny, by the time I handed it over, I was almost glad to get rid of it.
3: Oh, you did the right thing.
2: You know, Molly, I I haven't told you the half of it. The strangest thing happened. I asked to see the commanding officer, you know, the way we'd agreed, and, and, and he was the same man I saw on the squash court. I don't understand. My passenger's squash partner. I recognized him as soon as I was brought into his office. And I knew his name, Frank. Sloan called him Frank as I as I left. And, and sure enough, Lieutenant Frank Bender sitting right there in front of me, head of the whole precinct. Sloan's squash partner? How strange. Did he recognize you? Well, he remembered me right after I called him Frank. But he was more interested in the money than in having seen me before. And I told him that Sloan must have been the wrong man.
3: Was he, Harry? No,
2: he was my passenger. It was his briefcase. I always check the back seat after each passenger. And I always remember a face. Oh, this is
3: all very strange. A man who loses a briefcase full of money and then denies it's his. And a squash partner who turns out to be a police lieutenant. Head of the precinct.
2: Yeah, Well, anyway, it's no longer our problem. I'm glad to have it out of the way. It was never... <laughs> who could that be? Well, I'll go see Can I help you? No, Larry. But your husband can. A little matter about a briefcase. Who are you? Hello, Harry. It's about the briefcase. Who are you? Just call me Joe. My uh, boss sent me for his belongings. I think you found something of his. Oh, yeah, I found a briefcase, sure. How how did you find me? My uh, boss traced you through the cab company. He makes a habit of memorizing cabbie's numbers. You know, the little card up on the dash, it comes in handy sometimes. So, uh, where's the case? I don't have it. You don't have Have it? it? No, I turned it over to the police. Police! When'd you do that? This afternoon. And what did you tell them? The truth. I found it in my cab. I didn't know how to return it. And they said? Nothing. What could they say? They were as puzzled as I am. But if your boss lost it, all he has to do is go to the 17th Precinct. They have it there. Unless there's some problem. No, no. There's no problem. We'll pick it up tonight. Thanks for nothing. (laughs) I knew I hadn't heard the last of it. When I left that police station, something told me it just wasn't going to be all that easy.
3: Harry... If that man's boss really owns that briefcase, then who is Sloane? And why was Sloane with Police Lieutenant Bender?
2: Molly, I don't know. I just hope we never see or hear from any of them again.
1: Would you have turned in the briefcase? Thanks to Molly's insistence, Harry did. And he'd be happy never to hear that briefcase again but it's not always that simple. Past events can transform your life even long after you think they're over. I'll return shortly with Act Two. A simple taxi ride can turn into a nightmare. Most of us identify with the passenger, but... In this instance, we're concentrating on the driver, Harry Owens, whose tip one day was more than he bargained for. Most people would be delighted to come across a briefcase full of money. Harry was, but his delight didn't last. He did his best to return it, but the briefcase, along with its various owners, seemed determined to haunt him. As we rejoin him and his wife, Molly, the phone is ringing. Okay, I'll
2: get it. Hello? Yeah, this is he. Yeah, yeah, I'll hold on. Molly? Lieutenant Bender. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fine, sir. Thank you. No, I told you all I knew down at the station house. Yeah, I understand, sir, but I'm afraid I can't help you. The whole thing's a complete mystery to me. Yes, sir. Yes, of course I will. Uh, uh, 5558940, your direct line. I will. Okay, goodbye, sir.
3: What was that all about?
2: The briefcase. What else? He thinks I know more than I'm telling him.
3: But you do, Harry. You didn't tell him about that awful man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: The less I tell him, the better. I don't want to be involved.
3: You should have told Bender about him. You're just as convinced he's a criminal as I am. So he's a
2: criminal. All the more reason not to be mixed up in it. Let well enough alone, Molly.
3: Why, Harry Owens. I never thought I'd live to see the day
2: when I'd call you a coward. (laughs) I'm not a coward. There's no sense in sticking our neck out when we have no real information. I mean, what could I tell Lieutenant Pender, A stranger named Joe? Now,
3: you could uh, describe him. You could go through their, uh... What do they call those things? The mug sheets. Maybe you could identify him. And Sloan, too. Well, they don't know how good you are with faces. You can help them, Harry. They need you. Besides, if it's sticking your neck out that worries you, don't bother worrying. We're already involved. They know who we are, where we live... No telling what they may decide to do next. I mean it, Harry. We'd be better off with the police on our side.
2: What's for dinner, Molly?
3: What's for... Aren't you going to call the lieutenant? He gave...
2: I am not going to call the lieutenant. I'm sorry, Mom. Too much has happened to me in the last 48 hours. All I talk about is the briefcase. The briefcase. To you, to Sloan, to Lieutenant Bender, to Joe... I'm sorry, Ma. You got to give me a break.
3: Oh, Harry, I'm sorry. Of course I'll give you a break, and a hot meal probably wouldn't hurt either. I bet you didn't even have lunch. What with going down to the precinct and all. You are right. We've discussed this enough. Is that you, Harry? How was your day? Okay, I guess.
2: I uh. I went to see Lieutenant Bender.
3: You did? Oh, I'm so relieved. I knew you'd come around.
2: Well, I couldn't help thinking about it, driving around in the cab, and I figured...
3: Ah, well, you figured
2: right. Well, I went through some mug sheets, and uh, I did recognize Joe. A picture taken last year when he was arrested on some uh, minor assault charge. He's some kind of errand boy for the tough guys. He does a lot of their dirty work. He's done time, but never longer than a couple of months. Oh, Harry! Anyway, Bender was real pleased. He said he's given us police protection for the next week or so. Uh, look out across the street and a tail on my cab. <laughs> it's real cops and robbers stuff, Molly. They even gave me a direct line to the station house, monitoring my cab radio. <laughs> Looks like we're really onto something.
3: We? Oui. <laughs> Sounds like you've joined a new
2: club. Oh, I always liked detective work ever since I was a kid. You know how I make a habit of studying faces. It's All the same game.
3: And Sloan? Did you find out about him?
2: No, not really. I told him he was without doubt my passenger and somehow involved with the briefcase. But Bender said I should leave that part to him. Apparently, he suspects Sloan of something, but he won't tell me what. Harry, you will be careful. Ah, Of course I will. All I am to do is uh, keep on the lookout for anything new and keep in touch with Bender every hour or so. He'll be meeting with Sloan tomorrow morning. I think he has some kind of a plan. Good game, Sloane. <laughs> you were ahead of me all the way. <laughs> Say, uh, you know who walked in the other day? No. That funny little guy, the taxi driver who came in here one day looking for you? Finally turned in that briefcase, not to his cab company, but to the police, and of all people, right to me. Hey, you're, you're, uh, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. And what's more, you'll never guess what was inside the briefcase. Money. Ten dollar bills, all in neat little stacks. Forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand? Well, that's important uh, I like I say, you're kidding. Forty thousand smackers. <laughs> I'll bet you wish you'd hung on to that briefcase. Huh? Oh, <laughs> if I'd only known, sure. <laughs> so, uh, what'd you do with it, Frank? Have you tracked down the owner? No, oh, not a chance. Not a clue. Just a taxi driver who seemed to want to get rid of it as fast as he could. He seems, uh, scared of something. But until he coughs up whatever it is, we've got nothing to go on. Hello, Joe. Look, it's Sloan here. They're on to that taxi driver. And the little crook, he lifted ten grand of the bread for himself before he turned it in. Yeah, but it's perfect now. We have a handle on him. We can scare him into being quiet for sure. No, no, no. He doesn't really know anything. But I want to make sure he doesn't get curious. He's uh, stirred up enough dust as it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. A little meeting down at the garage. <laughs> you know what to do. Did, Harry. What? You're not quite true for
3: tonight.
2: Uh, you you're oh. you remember me, Harry. My boss lost his briefcase, remember? Please. Well, this little meekness to help you forget. Just don't go sticking your nose into business. that don't concern you. Forget the briefcase. Forget you ever saw me. The police would just love to know about that little ten thou you slipped out of the case. What, what ten thousand? Now, Harry, let's not argue over such an obvious detail. We could tip off the police about your share of the take, Or uh, we could forget where it came from. If you can, and if you can't, well, I'll just have to come back and help you clear your memory by a minute. Eight seven one six, urgent, urgent. Eight seven one six. Harry, Harry, you all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, Lieutenant. I'm okay. I heard the whole thing, Harry. Joe's voice came over the monitor, loud and clear. My men are on his tail now. Lieutenant, you gotta listen to me. That, that ten thousand he, he mentioned, I never. Harry, Harry, you didn't take any ten thousand. We know that. I'll explain to you. It's enough. We knew this was coming. We're pretty sure it'd be no more than a warning. We've seen Joe in action before. He's just never been able to nail him now that is thanks to you yeah but military, lieutenant the best thing you can do now is go home and rest everything is under control i'll fill you in on the details tomorrow pick me up at second and 47 are you sure you're okay harry i'm fine lieutenant i'll go home now and harry yes lieutenant thanks oh uh that's okay lieutenant good night
1: Hey, honey, ah. I know it
3: hurts. Uh, we'll have this bandaged up in a minute. Well, can you tell me once and for all just what happened? I, I can't make head in the of your story. Well,
2: I can't tell you any more than I already told you. Joe was waiting for me in the garage. He told me to keep out of his business and forget all I know, or he'd tell the police I took ten grand out of the briefcase before turning it in. But how? Uh, how would I know how? All I know is he thinks I have ten thousand. Ten thousand I never took. But Lieutenant
3: Bender is sure you don't have. Right. And how does he know?
2: I don't know. He trusts me.
3: Oh, I don't like this. Someone's setting you up.
2: Molly, I'm meeting with the lieutenant. Tomorrow he's going to explain everything. He told me he would.
3: You really trust the lieutenant?
2: Trust him. Of course I trust him.
3: Uh, Well, well, what do you think? Well, I'm not so sure I trust him myself.
2: Molly! Now,
3: what if all he wants is a share of that money for himself? Well, he doesn't want one. Now, look. I don't know how he got to Joe, but he sure knew Joe was coming. And he heard all that Joe said over your radio, thanks to his monitor. Oh, he was on the squash courts with Sloan. You can't forget that. It's all a little too pat. Well, how much money was in that briefcase? I
2: don't well, know. 50000 I think.
3: Mm. So if uh, Bender wants to keep ten for himself, he simply declares that the briefcase held only $40,000 when you turned it in. Molly,
2: you can't think... Well, of... I
3: not only can think, I do. I don't know where all that cash came from in the first place, but they got their hooks into it and and into you. I'm quite sure of
2: that. Now, stop it, Molly. I'm not going to think this way. I do trust Bender. I've been dealing with him. I know him. You don't. I know it all sounds confusing tonight. But I'm sure he'll straighten it all out tomorrow. Harry, I want to thank you again for last night. I'm sorry you got roughed up. Uh, no harm done, Lieutenant. Nothing permanent. You'll be glad to know we tailed Joe right back to his new headquarters. Oh, yeah? Our narcotics ring. Hold up in the Bronx. We've had our eyes on it for some time. I guess you're wondering how we knew Joe would be at the garage and uh, what that business about the $10,000 was. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Hey, you remember Sloan? Sure, of course. Well, I gambled on your talent for remembering faces and decided to find out if Sloan was indeed mixed up in all this. Now I know that he is. How's that? Well, when I met Sloan that next day for a squash game, I mentioned you'd turned in the briefcase. Sort of a small world. What a coincidence tale, you know. I told them that the briefcase contained $40,000 in cash. $40,000? That's just what Sloan said. It was obvious that struck a nerve. He knew there was $50,000 in there just as well as I did. 50 grand, but, but, but you had a surprise, Harry. That's what you turned into me, isn't it? Yeah, but, but I, I just thought... You thought I might believe that you took it. Well, I did think someone might be setting me up for a frame. Not a chance. You gave us $50,000, we still have 50000 You see, the minute Sloan heard 40000 he figured you took ten for yourself. And he figured he could blackmail you into silence with a threat from his flunky. I see. Joe... Joe has to be working under his orders... because no one but Sloan could have told him about you and the missing ten grand. The ten grand I never took. The ten grand nobody took. But unfortunately, none of that will ever stand up in court. In order to tie Sloan in with Joe... And the narcotics, Rick. You catch on quick. Now, in order to tie them all in together... We have to set a new trap. You say we? I mean we. With your help, Harry. That is, of course, if you're still willing to help. Lieutenant, I'd be proud
1: to help you. Whose judgment would you trust? Harry almost always follows Molly's advice, but this time it looks as if they might not agree. Harry seems to have put his face in Lieutenant Bender, while Molly is afraid that her husband is about to be framed. Molly is a shrewd little woman, but imaginations have been known to work overtime. Too much imagination? Or perhaps not enough? For the solution to this mystery, you will have to wait for Act Three. It's strange enough when you find a briefcase full of money, but even stranger when you find that nobody wants it. At first, Harry thought he'd like to keep it, but then Molly persuaded him otherwise. Then Harry thought Sloan would be glad to have it, but Sloan promptly denied it was his. And finally, it seemed as if Lieutenant Bender might try to snag at least part of it. But now, even that looks unlikely. Whose briefcase was it? And who would inherit the contents?
2: Lieutenant, I'm proud to help you. I, uh, I have my moments of weakness. We all have them, Harry. But if you'll bear with me, I'll go along with you on whatever scheme you cook up. All right, then. Now, here's the plan. <laughs> that's just what the doctor ordered, huh, Frank? A good massage after a good game. Oh, it gets all the kicks up, that's for sure. I don't know what I'd do without these squash games to break the routine. I always come out of the shower feeling like a new man. Yeah, ready to tackle the day all over again. Well, almost. Days like today, I wouldn't want to repeat. We still have two homicides, one suspected arson, seven unsolved belly thieveries, and <laughs> not to mention that crazy briefcase full of cash. It's still sitting around, unclaimed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the taxi driver's big finder. Huh? That's the one. No one else seems about to step forward and claim it. Strangest thing. No cash robberies, no missing property, no clues at all. I'm afraid it'll have to go down on the books as unsolvable. Hmm. No leads left to follow? No leads, and no time, and no manpower either. Now, well, how are you doing on that narcotics case? Ah, the same run around, one false lead after another. And what happened to that big shipment you got, Wendell? Just disappeared into thin air. Oh, the drugs got into the country, all right. We've seen signs of them on the street. But my tip-off turned out to be some penny-ante side-order, no more than a couple of ounces. Hardly worth busting. Huh? Ah, They fed you just enough to keep you busy while they snuck in the big stuff. Yeah, it looks that way. And I don't want to turn in the little guys when it looks as if I have a chance of bagging a big one, you know? So I keep treading water. Excuse hoping. me, Mr. For... Sloan. There's a call. You can take it on the house phone on the wall there. Okay, thanks, Emis. I'll pick it up in a second. Yes, sir. Sorry to bother you, sir. Sheesh, they don't even let you alone in the showers. Talk about station house addicts. Count yourself lucky. In my beat, they follow me wherever I go. Hello? Sloan here. Who? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So what do you want? Something I ought to... Oh, well, come on, make it snappy. I haven't got all the time in the world. What? You what? Well, look, um, I, uh I can't talk to you over the phone. Yeah. Yeah, 10th and Broadway in front of Grace Church. Okay, in 50 minutes. Yeah, it never stops. You lead? Oh, you never know, but you always have to jump just in case. Well, maybe this one's the big one. This one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a big one. Hey, look, Frank, I'm sorry to leave you in a rush. This guy sounded impatient. Oh, uh, thanks for the game. My pleasure, Sloan. My pleasure. Make like a passenger. Get in the back. Okay, now what's this all about, Owens? Yeah, a little different than the squash courts, eh, Mr. Sloan? Maybe I look a little more familiar to you in my uh, taxi cab, is that it? So I remember you now, big deal. Now what is this story you were giving me over the phone? You say you saw me. Right, Mr. Sloan, I saw you all right. And I saw more than you, I saw you with Joe. Joe? Joe who? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, Sloan. So will pass that kind of pretend and try a little harder. I know a lot more than you thought I knew. You see, I followed Joe when he left my place. Tailed him, I think you'd call it, and I continued to follow him over the next couple of days. I don't like strangers busting into my house. So oh, I still don't see why they should matter to me. I have to spell it out for you, do I? All right, then, Sloan. I find a briefcase full of money which I tried to return to you. You deny that it's yours. You even look insulted, as a matter of fact. And then you send your friend Joe to pick up the briefcase, for, of course, it is yours at my house. Only to find that I have followed your suggestion and turned it over to the authorities. I said to the cab company. Yeah, I figured your property would probably be safer with the police. Now, I've done a lot for you, Mr. Sloan. You don't seem to realize that. In fact, that's why I come to you now. I thought you might be a little more appreciative. Appreciative. (laughs) You already got ten grand for yourself. Ah, now we begin to speak the same language. I still don't know what you expect to get out of me. Well, uh, another ten grand, for instance? Another ten grand? I figure there has to be more where that first case slow came from. Silence is expensive these days, Mr. (laughs) Sloan. And you think I'm dumb enough to give in to your blackmail? Once you have 20 grand, what's to stop you from asking for 30? 20 grand will buy me my own taxi cab. I want no more than that. Uh, You're just going to have to trust me, Mr. Sloan, and uh, I don't think you really have any choice. Oh, I don't know. We can let the police know that you lifted... What, that the 10 grand that disappeared somewhere between you and the police? So what if I did take it? The police couldn't prove anything even if you did tip them off. Unless, of course, you're prepared to go in and testify that 10 grand is missing from your briefcase. Now, somehow, I, I, I get the idea you wouldn't want to do that. Well, 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 you're a lot smarter than we gave you credit for, Harry. Yeah, a lot smarter. It looks like we may just have to do business together after all. You realize, of course, I don't carry that kind of cash with me. So I'll have... To... Oh, you'll have plenty of time to get the ten grand, Mr. Sloan. Uh, we'll see each other uh, tonight, for example. Tonight? No, that's... Tonight, Mr. Enough. Sloan. Four hours from now, same place. Tenth and Broadway, all right? And just make sure you come on your own and make it a personal delivery. All right, all right, all right. Wherever you want. I'll be there at 8.30 tonight. Alone. Yeah. Alone. <laughs> Oh hi, uh, yeah. I, I called to tell you not to wait dinner. I, um, I have a meeting with uh, Bender. Uh, no, no, I, I, I did see him this morning. I, I, I just have to see him again. Yeah, he explained the whole thing to me. There, there is no missing ten grand or anything. Uh, I'll tell you about it when. One... What? No, 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 nothing dangerous, Ma. Just, just a little more detective work. Uh, anyway, I, I got to run now. I'll be late. Oh, uh, and Ma, I love you. Bye. Welcome back, Mr. Sloan. Looks like you got yourself a new briefcase. You mean I got you a new briefcase. But that's not all I got for you, Harry. <laughs> How does this strike you? But... Is that a gun? Right on the back of your neck. Yep. Now, keep driving. Uh, no don't... buts, Harry. Just drive. Now, you once told me to make like a passenger. So it's your turn to make like a driver. Head west. Head west. We're 21st and the river, driver. And step on it. Okay. Make a left here, Ones. That's that's a dead end. Make a left. left. There's a friend of yours here who's been waiting to see you. All right, now pull up here. Well, Harry Ones. We meet again. Hit the Harry. Sloan, stay where you are. We've got you covered. It's a frame. Run, Joe. Another step on you both dead, Sloan. Bender, it is you. Am I have known? Stay where you are, Sloan. I'm coming in to get you. Stay where I am not in your life, Bender. You're going to have to kill me, Frank. Oh. <laughs> okay, boys. Better call us an ambulance. Oh. <laughs> okay, Frank. You knew... You knew all along, didn't you? All along, Oh, not until Harry turned up with that briefcase. Then things began to fall into place. Oh, because of one lousy catchy driver. Oh. Lieutenant Bender. Bender, you, you okay? Well, here's our hero now. Sergeant Sloan was just speaking of you, Harry. Sergeant? But... Yeah, Sloan here's a member of our police force, Harry. Or at least he was until right now. As a matter of fact, he's been in charge of investigating a heavy narcotic... Investigating? Uh. Looks to me like he was trying to do a little of both. Drugs are big business after all, and dealers just love to find cops who won't blow their cover. Then uh, the, the money in the briefcase was a pay That's right, Harry. Just as you told Sloan this afternoon, silence is expensive these days. Oh, there was a crooked cop after all. Was that Harry? That's just something my wife has said to me. She's been trying to second-guess this case all along. You should meet her. She's quite a detective herself. I'd like to. As a matter of fact, Harry, I was wondering if I couldn't stop by your house a little later. I have a few things I'd like to talk over. Why, sure, Lieutenant. We'd be proud to have you.
3: Oh, no, Lieutenant. I knew perfectly well that tonight had to be something crucial. Harry sounded too strange on the phone for just a casual meeting and, well... (laughs) Well, he, he just doesn't tell me he loves me all that often. So I knew something was up. Uh, to see him walk in that door. Well, Harry
2: was right. You would make a good detective, Mrs. Owens. And that brings me to what I wanted to talk to you about tonight, Harry. Beyond thanking you for all of your help on this case, I wondered if you'd consider helping us on a permanent basis. As an undercover policeman. An undercover... You could keep on driving a taxi. In fact, we'd want you to do that. What I mean is... You drive around as usual, but keep your eye open for trouble. And we stay in touch by radio. Hey, that sounds pretty exciting, Lieutenant, but I'm not so sure that the cab company... Oh, we don't... take care of that. We probably have to buy you your own cab. But you see, Harry, now that we have all that cash from the briefcase, we can use it to beef up the force. After all, without you, we wouldn't have had anything. Not the briefcase, or Sloan, or even Joe. Not to mention the drug busts we will probably swing in the next couple of weeks.
3: Oh, Harry, I told you something else would come along.
2: What is that, Molly? Yeah, she's talking about my having my own cab. You see, it's something i wanted for uh, a long time, and... Well, when I found the briefcase, I... You couldn't help thinking that all that cash could turn into a cab of your own. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm afraid so. uh, Well, of course you thought that. Anyone would. But what counts is the bottom line, Harry... You opted for honesty, and that's why you'd make a good cop.
3: And why Sloan was a bad one.
2: That's right, Molly. Well, Harry, what do you say? You just hired yourself a taxi, Lieutenant.
1: I'm your man. So the briefcase was Sloan's, and he denied owning it only because Lieutenant Bender was with him. But later, when he tried to retrieve it, it was too late. Too late to retrieve his money and too late to stop the chain of events that would lead to his arrest. Greed was his downfall, as it might have been for Harry had he kept the briefcase instead of turning it in. I shall return shortly. The chance forgetfulness of a crooked cop... The sharp memory of a lonely taxi driver, all unexpected ingredients without which our mystery never would have existed, without which Lieutenant Bender never would have cracked his narcotics case. But then, police work is like that one mystery after another, each dependent on a fair mix of sharp wit and circumstance. Mystery solving is satisfying, isn't it? Harry Owens finds it so. And he drives now with purpose, and each conversation holds the possibility of some hidden meaning. Our cast included Paul Hecht, Ann Williams, Ian Martin, and Jackson Beck. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Uh, Don't worry about her. Yeah? She doesn't mean it. You don't know Gussie.
2: I know her better than you do, what are you talking about? <laughs> you see, I know everybody better than you do. I even know you better than you do, Bones. You know, my name is Bones. I told you. I know you.
1: What's your name? Apple. Apple what? Just Apple. Where'd you get that name? It's uh, symbolic. Of what? The Garden of Eden. You look like a hustler to me. I am.
2: I am the king of the hustlers. Yeah, is that a fact? Yeah, an accepted fact throughout the world. Accepted by who? Everybody. Even you. Me? Do you accept the fact that the devil is the king of the hustlers?
1: Yeah, well, you I happen
2: to be the
1: devil. The what? The devil. Mephistopheles, Satan. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Exlax and True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time. Pleasant... Dreams...